everyone knows about the talent that was at Miami during the years that you were there especially. What was your first impression walking into that locker room as a player for the first time? Well, it, it was, it was like I said, it, the attitudes were different. Yeah, you know that there were talented players there because, you know, I came in with Michael Irvin, um, Brian Blaze, uh, Benny Blaze. Uh, um, yeah, there, were a lot of ta- there was a lot of talent there. There was a lot of talent that, that, that left. But interesting enough, on my very first year at the University of Miami, you know, walking into the locker room, uh, the University of Miami had just come off of a very bad loss, uh, and that was the Fiesta Bowl where they were supposed to win a, a national championship. Um, but, you know, looking in that locker room, um, you you had great players still there. You had Michael Irvin. You had Brett Perriman. You had Brian Blades. Um, you had a, a host of – you had Russell Maryland. You had a host of, of players um, that felt that they left something on the table and they wanted to go get it by winning, winning a national championship in 1987. And, you know, there was nothing that was going to stop us. But along with those players, we had – 10 freshmen who did not redshirt, who literally played, and we took over the special teams, and we had a lot of fun with it. Um, I ranked in the top uh, 15, I want to say, in kickoff returns as a true freshman. Um, And we still won a national championship uh, with having um, uh, 10 true freshmen on the team, of course, who who did not redshirt. So when teams complain about, oh, we got all these young guys, you know what, I really don't want to hear it because bottom line is win games. Definitely. Now, you mentioned that you played with Michael Irvin when you came in. That 1987 year was a big year for him. What was your relationship like with him, and what did you learn from him? Well, you, you, you learned the, the desire uh, to be the best, um, and but to put it on the line even in practice. Um, you know, we practice hard, uh, and I know that there's been several times where they – shortened practice up when I was, uh, you know, at the University of Miami over my four years because they thought somebody was going to get hurt. Um, Because, you know, we practiced hard. We had a lot of fun. The games were were, were easy to us because uh, we were students of the game. We learned everything in practice. We learned everything in the film room. Um, And, you know, it was was nonstop. So you learn those from from the guys who had been there, who, who paved the way for for guys later later to come uh, of how to be a true University of Miami football player. As you started to blossom and have your career at Miami, you started to have these celebrations and show your personality on the field. What was your favorite celebration or on-field antic from your time at Miami? There's two plays in University of Miami history that are considered to be some of the greatest plays, and I was at the receiving end of both of them. Um, as a matter of fact, one of the plays uh, is considered to be one of the, the greatest uh, third-down conversions of all time, and that was uh, against uh, Notre Dame on national TV, third and 43, and I get 44 yards. Um, absolutely, you know, when you look at plays, they, that nail was in the coffin um, at that particular point, and I, I helped drive that nail in. Now, a lot of people would say the Cotton Bowl um, because of the whole tunnel thing, and it changed a lot of the rules in college football in reference to uh, celebration, and they call them the Randall Hill and or the Miami rules. Um, but if you look at that game, um, nothing was really on the line. We had already blown them out. Um, but when you talk about us playing against Notre Dame, um, there was a national uh, championship that was still on the line. So I would definitely have to say third and 43. For sure. Now, can you take me through your perspective on that 1991 Cotton Bowl celebration? Because it's one of the more unique ones that we've seen. Um, if you look at, if you go back and look at the film, um, I, I hadn't had a ball thrown to me all game and we 
<laughs> we had a lot of fun in the huddle before plays, and and that was at the expense of the quarterback because we you had a lot of guys who wanted the ball thrown to them. You had the running backs who want run the ball. So and and the quarterback was getting the the uh, the plays from from the sideline. So we had many riots in the huddle about who wanted the ball. Throw me the ball. Throw me the ball. I'm gonna kick your butt. You know this type of thing. Um, and if you look at that particular uh, game, I had had a ball thrown to me all game. So I threatened the quarterback, Craig Erickson. Um, he's still uh, we're still friends though. Um, <laughs> and I told him that uh, if he didn't throw me the ball, that there was going to be some blunt force trauma that was going to be coming his way. So uh, you know he uh, he knew I was one on one, so he was able to get the ball to me. Uh, up and down, and, uh, uh, and I beat the defender, uh, and the rest is history. Running through the tunnel, causing uh, all the rule changes. Um, we had fun. It was notorious, but it was also infamous. Definitely. Now, why did you have that on-field persona? What made you want to be like that and celebrate and act the way you did? No, it wasn't something that I wanted to be or, or act, you know, but you know, I, I'm a very emotional person, but I also graduated in four years. Um, I, I had a lot of celebrating, um, but I'm also married to a, a doctor. So with that being said, you know, it was just I let my feelings flow. There's nothing that was pre-planned in anything that I do um, or, or did um, because emotions I don't think should be capped. Uh, we're not uh, uh, Mr. Spock from the, from the Starship Enterprise. Uh, we, uh, we're human beings and we have emotions, and you never know when it's going to be your last play. You never know when uh, you may get injured and you won't be able to walk again. You never know when you catch a ball and you roll your ankle and you may not ever play in a game again. So why not treat every play like it's your last Definitely. I'm a big fan of celebrations, and I think a lot of people who watch college football in the NFL are. So now with the NFL rules allowing celebrations between players or teammates, what would you do? Would you now plan anything or try to do anything? No, I'm not planning. I don't plan celebrations. I just let, like I said, I, I just let it flow. Um, if something comes out, it comes out. If not, I'm not planning anything because that's not what Randall Hill is all about. That's not how I play the game. You know, hats off to the guys, that, you know, how they play the game now, but it's not, that's not how I play the game or play the game. I'm wondering at the University of Miami, when you played, there was all of that swagger on one sideline. So how would you describe the environment during a big game on the Miami side? Well, it was, it was all it was it was business. It was very business as as usual. There was not a lot of raw raw. We didn't have a turnover chain and all this other stuff, um, which is which is fine if that's what they want to do now. But it was about business. It was about going out and winning games and 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 knowing uh, the game plan and and to win games, but win them with style points. Um, but it wasn't. Uh, something like, okay, well, we're going to plan this. It's, that's just not the way it is. That's <laughs> not, it's not how, how, how we approach uh, the game. Do you like the turnover chain? Um, it's, I, I, can, I can take it or leave it. It's not a big deal to me. Um, you know, I, I, I think that, but, you know, and I, I like that Manny is trying to, you know, give the guys something to, you know, strive for. But I also like what, what Butch Davis said. Um, someone asked Butch Davis, what do what would you give your uh, student athletes or your players if they had a big play or a big hit or a big turnover? He and he, his response is, um, "I let them keep their scholarships," and that's that's right out of old school University of Miami uh, playbook. Yeah, you know you, we're here to have fun, but you know what you you you're here on scholarship. You have a job to do. We have a job to do. And if you because you got to understand a scholarship and you look at the contract, it's one year renewable. 
So your job is to make sure that that, that contract is renewed. And it's not by necessarily a turnover chain or, you know, a backpack or whatever. It's to win games and win national championships.